Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. This is Aaron Warby. I'm here with Tarina Warby. Hello out there. <laughs> and Tarina, thank you again for joining us. Of course. Joining me on this one. My pleasure. Um, so we are, we are into the new year. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but if you've been lo- watching the market, you've seen that, um, well, the Santa Claus rally ended. We snapped a nine-week winning streak. Well, yeah, but... I mean, they were like, oh, the stock market's down, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, I'm all, I bet it goes up the next day. And what did it do? It went up well, a little bit. Well, so, yeah, it so, kind of did. It kind of did, right? and then it yeah. kind of went back. Uh, now, so. and a- actually, since the beginning of the year, there's been a lot of negative talk about the market. I mean, you know, not the least of which has been Harry Dent. Now, this isn't new for Harry Dent. Well... But then you also have the other people in the news who, the other pundits or whatever, economic pundits who are like, all oh, the experts were wrong. Why are they wrong? We're in the best economic, re- we're, we're doing so much better. We're da, blah, 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 you know, and their spin is, is that our economy's fine and that we've had growth and things like that. And, and I'm like, well, okay, like, so I don't know. It's just whatever side you're on. You know, and the market's been amazing and all these kind of things and all the, so that's when I get really worried. I know that, and maybe I'm silly, but like, that's when I get worried is when they say, oh, it's, everything's going so great. Cause then I'm all, oh, that's when they're going to turn it down. But I I probably should just be quiet and and (laughs) not give out my, my opinion. So I don't know. you, You know, the thing is, is that, um is that one of the dangers of being in the markets is, you know, is, is thinking that you know what's going to happen. Right. Uh, because the market is simply, uh, simply put, you know, is not a rational place to be in. Or, or I should say it's not, it's not, it's, it doesn't act rationally. No, it doesn't. All right. So. Um, and, and so. Maybe I shouldn't read the headlines then, I guess. Well, well I yeah. mean, I try not to when I'm trading because it really screws with my head. Yes. When you're trading, you shouldn't, you shouldn't pay attention to the headlines. You're, you're absolutely right. Now the headlines, you know, the, the thing is, is that the media, when was the last time you knew the media to actually get it right? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> well, you know, they got a 50 50 chance. I mean, it's going to go up, it's going to go down, you know. <laughs> so sometimes they are right. I'm sometimes, sometimes, yeah. But, Woo-hoo! but, you know, I think that uh, if we were looking at, um, at the economy and at the market and understanding that the economy is not the market and the market's not the economy, mm-hmm. then we could really argue it either way. Okay, so, um, you know, the market is supposed to be whatever, you know, the the investors want it to be. For instance, you know, it, it doesn't matter if a company is crashing. Does that mean that the stock has to go down? Well, no. No. Look at GameStop. It hasn't been profitable since 2015. <laughs> It went up, you know. It's just about sentiment and what people want to do. And if you get enough people in there, you know, you have enough buyers. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to go down when the majority of those that are actually trading um, in the market on that day are selling. Yeah. And it's going to go up when the majority of people are buying. And so, you know, everything really comes down to what what's the sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sentiment actually, you know, is weighted towards those with the most money. Mm-hmm. Now, 
One of the telltale signs of what the market is supposed to do in the future has always been in the bond market. Yes, All right. So when you have kind of wonky. Yeah, when you have long-term bonds that uh, you know that where the yield is is less than the short-term mm-hmm. uh, bonds because because of the price, price and yield go opposite mm-hmm. in the bond market. And I'm not going to try and explain that. Would be so much easier if oh you gosh, were looking at a whiteboard. Boring. And it would be boring, evidently. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, it would just be like I'd be in an e-cotton class. And I'd be like, I don't care. What do I need to do to pass the test? Actually, you, I never you know, took econ in so, college. I probably should have. <laughs> so for those econ nerds like myself, actually. In fact, there was a movie about this. Do you remember... Um, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, like I thought that was the most boring thing that he was talking <laughs> about, right? And he was he was actually in the kids. If you watch like um, the director's cut, like where they're making comments about it, and they're right. like, they, they interviewed well, some of the kids explain. that were in the <sighs> yeah the guy that was teaching, you know, the Bueller Bueller, Bueller guy. Yeah, yeah, brilliant he's, guy. He's actually a brilliant economist. His yeah. father. Uh, you know, was a brilliant economist. And so he grew up in a long line of econom- economist nerds. Um, if he, and yeah. Anyway, so when they hired him, <laughs> so he was watching. actually just on the set. And they said, yeah, please do this for us. Just, you just know, because teach. he was kind of monotone. And so that they just kind of hammed it up. But here he was in the board. And he was teaching a lesson that he thought was in according to the director's cut, right? That he no, thought no. was just... They interviewed him and he was like... Yeah. It was one of the best lessons I gave, and they applauded me at the end and stuff. And the kids were like, "I didn't understand anything he was saying." Like, you know, they're like, "It was so boring and stuff." And the director's like, and the director had some comments about it too, and he was like, "It was a great day, right?" And and it was. And I was like, "Yeah, it was super boring. I didn't get it." And Aaron goes, "Actually, if you understand what he's saying, it's very fascinating." And it, <laughs> that's and the I, kind of nerd I am. Yeah, and, and that's when I was like. Oh my gosh, what if I married? Like, <laughs> he understood what he was saying. I just thought the guy was making stuff up and he wasn't. And now I'm like, oh, maybe I should get more into economics. I mean, after you said it was really interesting, I'm like, oh, maybe I better study that. <laughs> <laughs> anyone 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 Bueller, and then Bueller. no yeah. he didn't say Bueller he was in the middle of the in the middle of his um his lesson uh, right his lesson yeah. he w- he was saying he anyone, was yeah do you know who this was then... do you know anyone 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 and then he's like Thomas Thomas Kincaid or whatever it was <laughs> obviously it wasn't Thomas Kincaid because that guy wasn't born back then but it was somebody you know yeah. I don't know maybe he's he, a painter Rockefeller yes yeah. he's, a, he's a modern day painter <laughs> he's still alive Rockefeller John D Rockefeller or JP Morgan you know one of those guys he was he was just saying one of the earlier you know Alexander yeah. Hamilton blah 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 Somebody anyway, that was, was very hilarious. involved in finances. Finance. I, I don't remember. It's been years since I've seen the movie. I'm going to have to go watch it tonight. Everyone everyone who's listening <laughs> to us, you're like, I'm going to go watch it tonight. Yeah. That's right. We know what you're watching. And, and yeah. So then maybe go. you can explain to me why it was so fascinating. <laughs> 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 and 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 props to the guy. Like I honestly, I can't remember what his name is right now. It's slipping my mind. Ben, uh, yeah, Stein. Ben Stein. Yeah, like he is a brilliant man. It was just I don't understand. <laughs> B- brilliant econ. economist. Yes, he's a brilliant yeah, economist. Really and so like I just 
I just thought it was funny because we're like, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, True so back to the point, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> if you're, uh, <laughs> if you look at the bonds, when the, when the short term are, uh, have a higher yield than the long term, right. that, that's called, well, it, it's called something that you, you know, would be boring, I suppose. But yeah. it, it, it signals that within the next 18 months, there's supposed to be a, um, decline well a recession a recession right right yeah it now didn't necessarily happen like it was, well, we were starting we, into we, it yeah. and then the market went bop. yeah well we and you so, know so maybe next quarter because this is i think the official i think this is the quarter where we officially would need to get into it but they're not going to declare it until after the next quarter numbers come out so you know who knows right why make people worry yeah we've got to see gdp and and some other numbers right right? and you also have like people's christmas shopping and stuff like that but when nordstrom is extending their 50 percent off sale (laughs) another week and it's in the headlines like it wasn't a great sale it scares me that you know this well i just i was just on yahoo and i saw (laughs) it and i was like maybe i better check this out because they got good clothes there i'm telling you stuff that lasts so i don't mind shopping there when it's on a great sale yeah. Anyway, <laughs> other people are like, I buy full price at Neiman Markup. I mean, Neiman Marcus and <laughs> needless <laughs> markup. Not ne- yeah, needless <laughs> markup. And that was not me <laughs> that came up with that one. But yeah, or Nordstrom. So I'm like, okay, that's not me. I'm 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 a sales girl. That's just I I live for the sales. Okay, that's right. <laughs> anyway, and good on you. So on, yeah. anyway, yeah, there there are t- there are both uh, technical signs that um, that things could go down. One of the technical signs actually uh, just happened just happened uh, you know this week. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that a technical trader would look for is something like a double top to indicate mm-hmm. that the market is going down. And if you look at the last couple of weeks, it looks an awful lot like a double top. Ooh, ooh. right. And so. That gets me excited. It does. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean about trading. Yeah. Okay, okay, move on. <laughs> no, no, I mean, the market's going down, so, you know. Maybe, I mean, maybe not. Most people don't get excited about the market going down. Yeah. Uh, but seeing a double top mm-hmm. is very interesting, but you're becoming a nerd like me if that yeah. is very interesting to you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yes. We see it. That's exciting. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, you're looking on, you're, you're making sure that I'm saying the right thing. No, I'm actually, I okay. meant I'm getting there to being a nerd like you. There oh, you okay. Go. okay. Okay. Yeah, I saw you looking at, at the screen there. Anyway, um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that it could be, but we've heard a lot of voices in the markets or in, among the economists that are saying, okay, now is the time it should be going down. Yeah, we're going to be going down. Um, now to hear Harry Dent say it, and he—I mean—he came out with this fantastical, "Hey, you're going to see the markets drop by eighty percent" type thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that's nothing new for Harry Dent. He's a perma bear. He's know. a perma bear. Perma bear. Okay. Well, you say but, stuff like that all the time too. Well, it's... I don't say eighty percent. Okay. No, that's no. I, I've heard you know even some of the uh, even some of the bulls say that that there could be a 60% sell off in the market and that that seems that seems a little bit uh better now 80% uh you know if we hadn't had so much inflation over the last couple of years maybe but inflation by its nature you know uh stocks and and other assets raise their prices with with that so even if it fell to similar levels as it 
would have, um, you know, back during the last couple of crashes, the 2000 mm-hmm. to 2003 and the 2007 to 2009 crash. Mm-hmm. You know, in either case, uh, yeah, I don't know that even it, yeah, it wouldn't have hit 80, even mm-hmm. under those circumstances, unless we were going into a depression. I suppose he's calling for depression. That's depressing. Oh my I'm not calling Stop. for a depression. Stop. That makes me sick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that scares me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So see there, I, I'm not a perma bear, but I am one of the voices that is saying, Caution. be careful because yeah, we've seen a lot in the markets that uh, where the, where the markets aren't making sense to the economy. Mm-hmm. They don't have to the markets only make sense to the economy when people actually understand the economy. You know, so the real, the real uh, downturn only happens when people feel it in their pocketbooks. Mm. And the question is, is are people feeling it in their pocketbooks? One of the things that we've been looking for is, um, you know, the American consumer running out of credit card room. Mm -hmm. Has that happened yet? Well, I don't know. You know, yeah. and it's not going to be apparent until the next quarter's numbers come out, whether we're even getting closer to that, you know, how much more credit has been expended, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So no clue, mm-hmm. you know, but there are signs that it could go down. So be careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, could it keep going up? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, you just keep your ground just your ear to the read ground, I guess. the charts That's read right. the charts and do what the chart tells you to do okay yeah. but there has been something that looks like a double top i'm going to wait for next week to see uh, if this sell off continues down before i say oh yeah look that's kind of a double top right there well and it was kind but, of interesting because i'm in a i'm a lo- i'm in a long term um, strategic investor trade which is um, where it's a long term investment so you trade a little bit differently than day trading and mm-hmm. so I'm in this long-term trade and I haven't been very happy with it, right? But I, I, I assessed the risk and I was like, okay, I'm willing to lose this amount and I'm okay. And, I, and I've kept my rules. Like I've just stayed with this trade. And it went down to a place where I was just like, oh, it's getting awful close to where I'm, I'm cutting it. Like I'm not happy, right? Sure. And then, um, and it may turn right back down, but like it, it turned the way that I thought it would, but I, I, but during the Santa Claus rally, I was kind of surprised because people just kind of ignored this stock, and I thought this is this is kind well, of a well, it's a steady, dividend stock. Well, it's a dividend stock right. too, but they kind of just they ignored it, right? And and but yeah. I looked back in the history and I was like, you know what, November and December sometimes can be a bad time for this stock, and um and I thought, but this is this is a dividend. This is more of a safer stock and stuff, and um and then after the new year. It it's just started. Up. It's starting to tick back up. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, well, that will be really interesting to see if people are getting into safer things yeah. and moving over. So I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm new to this. This is, uh, you know, right. I'm not like I'm not a super experienced trader. I mean, I, I trade like you know, I go in and out of the markets. But this one, I was like, I'm just studying it out right now. This this stock and watching it. And I think if it continues to go up, then. Then I think, then I think the other things they'll be getting out of, 
I don't sure. know. Sure. Well, so you've got lagging indicators and le- leading in- indicators, indicators, right? right? Um, some of the lagging indicators are going to be the reports. Yeah. You know, uh, so the men's underwear report. You don't know when, if men's underwear is is not doing well until like a quarter or two after people have started feeling it in the pocketbook. Right. Right. But leading indicators are things like dividend stocks. When you see dividend stocks starting to go up and, you know, at the same time the market is going down, then that is an indicator that, um, you know, that, that people that have been long time in the market and understand that dividends tend to weather downturns in the market better mm-hmm. then you'll look at that and say oh okay it looks like people are getting nervous leading indicator yeah right so bonds uh dividend stocks things like that are leading indicators so you see a double top and you see um people running into dividend stocks dividend stocks going up more than growth stocks are they i was just looking you know, at my stocks yeah and i was like i was like hmm, that's weird because it was really being pushed down and i knew that somebody was pushing it down but like yeah. But I was like, hmm, I wonder. Well, yeah. So some of the things that go up when the market, uh, you know, goes down, are some of the commodity type things go mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Uh, commodity type stocks. And so you know that I've been doing this, uh, this ExxonMobil thing mm-hmm. that we talked about last, uh, last week. Yeah. Um, ExxonMobil has been, you know, going up. Right. Um, but some of the growth stocks, things like the Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. okay, Magnificent Seven. And when we're talking about the Magnificent Seven, these are the seven stocks that are the highest weight in the S&P 500. These are the ones that have really driven Microsoft. the S&P 500 growth. Apple. What was that? I said Microsoft, yes, Apple, that's exactly Tesla. Right. NVIDIA. NVIDIA. Google. Google. Yeah. And Amazon. And Amazon. Right. And and they push the stock. They're the blue chips of well, yeah, modern they're day. Kind of the modern blue chips. Yeah, they're I'm gross. saying. I'm yeah. I'm saying yeah. like in the last like you know ten years. Or yeah. Whatever, so like, so these are heavy gross. growth stocks. Yeah. Right. Um. And and really, if you look at it, you know, over the last year, the S and P five hundred was up twenty one percent. Yeah. On the growth of the Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. So. The, the S&P was up uh, 21.7, but for instance, Apple was up 44.19%. Yeah. Um, you know, so Apple was kind of dragging the S&P with it. Oh, yeah. That Microsoft and, you know, the other Magnificent 7. NVIDIA was up 60-some-odd uh, percent, right? But it doesn't have as big a weight in the S&P as Apple. So really where Apple goes, that's where... That's where the S&P. That's where the S&P goes. Now, so, so if we want to keep the S&P up, just keep investing in Apple. In Apple and Microsoft. And Microsoft. Yeah, <laughs> things like that. But, but now on the year, yes. right, just on the over beginning the last of the five year. years, mm-hmm. or five days. Yeah. Five <laughs> years? Really? Know, right? Over the last five, five days, days, Apple is down 5.9%. Okay. The S&P is only down 1.5% on the year, but, you know, Apple is down... Uh, 5.9. And so the Magnificent Seven have seen a retreat over the first couple of days of this year. Um, but yes, stocks like yours, this uh, this dividend stock, yeah. have not seen the same retreat. Right. Um, and so, you know, and some of them are even up, uh, especially some of the better known dividend stocks are, are a little bit up on the year right. instead of down. And yeah. this would indicate that people are getting a little bit antsy. Maybe. Okay. We'll or at see. least there's there's a little bit of nervousness out there. Now that could be a lot of the headlines that are out there. 
Who knows? I don't know. They seem pretty positive today. Oh, everybody was crazy. All the warning warning people were crazy. I'm like, well, when you say that kind of uh, okay. stuff, but that's if, when it goes down. Yeah, if you look at the S&P, it's really a kind of flat on the day, not up. Yeah. Right? It spiked early it did. in the day, but then it And then it went back again. down. So yeah. you could have, if you were playing it right, you could have gotten both sides of the, the sure. trade. Yeah. Got, got in up, early, went up, and, and got, then, uh, you know, down. found the top and, and taken it back down. Yeah. And that's, of course, what the traders are trying to do, right? Yeah, that, that's their goal. Yeah. Especially um, the scalpers. Anyway, yeah. So, you know, the, uh, my suggestion is, and especially if you are, uh, if you're trading, don't look at the headlines. Yeah. No, I say that and then I quote headlines because, right. it, because I, I find them, I find them entertaining. So here was a headline that I found entertaining this week. Uh, the article headline, very catchy. It said, this stock market figure has never been wrong. What? Yeah. No. And so when you see an article like that, right, where mm-hmm. it says this has never been wrong, then you have, you have to, to read it. You have to question it, right? Or you got to read it, yeah. it right? Okay. okay so they did a study and, and the article said that the, that the figure that's never been wrong is, is 20 years. So, you know, what, what it said is, is that you can pick any year in history. Mm-hmm. And just throw your money at the, uh, you know, at the S&P 500. And over Mm -hmm. a 20-year period, it it makes you money. Mm -hmm. True enough. True enough. You know, I I 100% agree with that. Okay. Now, here's the, here's the thing about that. There's better times, you know, what, what, what that kind of would indicate to people, and this is what I disagree with, is it doesn't matter what's going on in the market. Go ahead and put your money into the market, just throw it at the market. Cause if you just wait 20 years, it's going to mm-hmm. make money. That kind of ignores the fact that, you know, there are times in history where it took a little while to take off. For instance, mm-hmm. if you'd put your money into the market at, in the year 2000. Yes. Okay. It didn't actually right January of 2000, you didn't actually make a profit on anything that you put in, in January, 2000 until after 2013. Mm. I mean, halfway through 2013 is the first time that you break even and then start going up. In in what ETF or what? Well, this is in the S&P 500. And so, you know, the S&P 500 is, I don't know, a little bit, uh, you have to look at it in a in a different way than, than you're thinking you, because the S and P 500 is made up of conglomerate of, mm-hmm. you know, it's 505 of the, of the best companies. But most of the time when people think of the S and P 500, they're looking at the ticker there in the, uh, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. the ticker that would come up on your phone, something like that. Right. Yeah. Unless you're investing in it. Now, if you're investing in it, there are different funds out there that claimed to be the S&P 500, including the mini, which is called the SPY. Mm-hmm. But it's a derivative of the larger, you know, spider okay. uh, index. And so it's going to have slightly different figures. Okay. But if you're looking at the S&P 500 as in the big one, mm-hmm. right, the one that that uh, the, is the ticker on your phone, mm-hmm. yeah, then, you know, you have uh, there the dot-com bubble. And so that began there in you know, right after January of 2000, okay. it, it peaked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it dropped by a little bit more than 50%. And then it went up, mm-hmm. um, peaked again, you know, there in 2007 at the same place it peaked mm-hmm. uh, back in 2000 before dropping off 
you know, almost 57%. It was like 56.8%. Mm. And then we took, you know, the next 11 years where we had a 385% run. Mm. Right, all the way up to 2020. If you were taking your money from 20 or 2000 all the way up to 2020. And so, you know, had you done that, by the way, and mm-hmm. just let's just put a, you know, a, I don't know, a hundred dollars in, mm-hmm. you would have, sure, made money, you know, but it yeah. would only be like, it would be 165% of what, what you had to begin with. All right. I don't know how impressive that is over a 20-year time period. No, it, it's making money. Okay. All right. 165% percent. Uh, percent of what it was, meaning mm-hmm. that you made an extra $65 with your $100. That's what the figures come out to. Okay. If you're looking at the full-size S&P 500. No kidding. I know that the SPY shows something different. It performed much better. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay. Okay, but the Sorry, full size. Sorry, you can't see my look on my face right now. And he's like, I know what you're saying. But yes, okay. All right. All right. We're talking the about full the, full size. Size. the full size. I confirmed that it is three very, times with three different numbers. That is very, very sad. Yeah, that's not good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, there's always been this, uh, I don't know, in the industry, there's been kind of this push and pull between those who understand how to trade, understand not only time in the market, but also timing of the market, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, so people who really know how to invest and let's just go with Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. All right. Warren Buffett, people look at him and say, oh, well, he just keeps his money in forever. Now this is coming from a, a quote that he made back in, you know, the eighties, I think, uh, where he said, my favorite holding period is forever. Yes. Okay. True enough. His favorite holding period is forever. He bought back in the 80s, um, you know, Coca-Cola, and he still has it. But when he bought it back in the 80s, if you look at the price that he bought it at and the price it is today, the price isn't all that impressive. It's not? No, it got slaughtered by things like Apple and Microsoft. (laughs) All right. But the dividend is very impressive. Did you know he gets more in dividend every single year today based on the price that he paid than he put into the company back in the 80s? I don't know. I mean, when in the 80s, it was like 233. You're talking about Coke? Yeah. Coca-Cola? Coke, yeah. Coca-Cola. Now, it was 283. Now, 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 what is the dividend, the yearly dividend on Coke today? Look that up. Uh, what's the dividend? I don't know. Well, you're going to look at the yield, right? So I mean, it's all the way up to go 50, to the summary and look at the yield. I mean, like I'd be like, dude, if I bought it at like three dollars and now it's up to fifty bucks, I'd be like doing. Well, the that's impressive. Dance. That's right. But you could have bought Apple at a um, dollar back then, and now it's up to uh, you know 180 bucks. But and been split several times. And it split several times. So you're you're getting you know Coke got wiped out during the period in the growth by Apple, but the dividend is very impressive. Now well, the dividend's like forty six cents quarterly dividend. Quarterly. Of so if so it's a dollar twenty mm-hmm. a year, right? Or no, a dollar. It's a dollar sixty. About yeah. seventy a year for each share that you have. For each share that he's so got. So basically, if you bought it at two thirty, you're getting half the price. You're getting seventy percent so, dividend. Uh, dividend. Every, yeah, that's massive, right? That's, that's huge. Yeah, because I wouldn't it's give like that up g- either. 
You said <laughs> because you just I mean if you buy like you know twenty thousand dollars worth of Coke stock or whatever you know yeah. it's like I mean you're making you know twenty thousand dollars or more yeah, you're making like seventeen thousand dollars seventeen thousand dollars a year in dividend that's in awesome dividend that's great I mean and if you bought more than that holy crap he's making lots of money he's like I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm not ha- getting rid of this. I can go. I can rent a whole restaurant out and drink <laughs> my diet coke all day long, and then leave and not eat a single thing. Yeah, he could do that. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, he said my favorite holding period is forever. That doesn't mean What's that he doesn't sell things. Yeah. So for instance, Warren Buffett has been doing a lot of selling. He's sitting on 157 billion dollars worth of cash right now that he's not investing. Yeah. All right. So if you're looking at Warren Buffett, he is not. A bear by any stretch of the imagination. All right. This guy Mm -hmm. is a bull, 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 bull. But when he sells things, he is expecting a bear market. Mm -hmm. And because he's sitting on so much cash, we can only conclude that he's not thinking that right now is the time to throw his money at the market. Yeah. All right. He's been selling a lot, indicating he thinks it's the top. And he understands that timing is important. So let's take the same $100 and instead of putting it in uh, the market, um, you know, there in 2000 and earning over our 20-year time frame, uh, it would be up to $100 or $165 by 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking at the full size, again, I know that's not the SPY. But if you had taken the same $100 and put it in at the bottom of 2000, you know, the 2008, 2009 crash, which was February 9th, 2009, Mm -hmm. to be specific, by the way, you know, it has gone up 385% since then. So instead of having 165 in just in 20 years, in just 11 years, you would have $385. All right. That's more impressive to me. Okay. Yeah. You know, And, and so... So, you know, there is something to being constantly in the market and constantly making money. But when the market goes down, that's, you know, holding it through the down period is not what Warren Buffett does. He sells it off. Right. He it to bottom and buys it back. I mean, that's what a good trader does. Well, yeah. But, you know, if you go and talk to the money managers out there, most of them will tell you, no, just hold on to it. It always right. comes back. No matter what the market's doing, just throw your money at it. Because you never know, and this is the line, you never know where the top or bottom is. All right. So let's take up the challenge. Let's just say that if the market has gone down 20%, Mm -hmm. well, you know, maybe if we just take the last uh, couple of uh, market drops, right? Let's Mm -hmm. just do the period between 2000 and 2020. If you had taken your money out of the market at 20% down, because it was, you know, 2000 to 2003 was a 50% drop. So if you had Mm -hmm. lost 20%, take it out and then let it hit the bottom and then let it go up 20%. All right. And if you had done that both uh, for the 2000 drop and the 2009 drop. So mm-hmm. you just had that mm-hmm. 20% rule, right? You would still be up, uh, what, I did these figures. Um, you'd still be up, to, you'd have $355.48 on the same $100 instead of 165 okay? So even though you don't know where the tops and bottoms are, if you can get within 20% of the top and bottom, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. all right, you're much better off. 
And, and Warren Buffett is famous for being out close to the top and in at least close to the bottom. In fact, with $157 billion, I bet he can make the bottom if he wants. Because mm-hmm. when you... When he starts buying stock with 157 billion, he's going to be pushing the market up mm-hmm. one way or another. All right. So, you know, I think that there's two things there's timing the market and there's market timing. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, there's time in the market and market timing. Both are important. Traders understand market timing, investors understand time in the market. Wouldn't it be great to get the two of them together? Mm-hmm. All right. Having it both would be great. market timing and time in the market. It would be amazing. Yeah. So here we are. And whether we're looking for, you know, this double top or not, whether the market, whether Warren Buffett is right or wrong, sitting on $157 billion, mm-hmm. whether, whether Jeremy Grantham, who's been calling for a market downturn, is wrong. And he's been pretty right over his career, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Harry Dent's been a lot wrong because he's a perma bear. And so, you know, he's been calling for the market to drop for, you know, 11, 12 years now. He's been wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, whether any of those people are right or wrong, eh, wouldn't it be awesome to be able to time the market? Well, there are tools out there that help you to time the market. And so, you know, some of the tools that I'm talking about are things like, uh, you know, like calls and puts. You don't have to get out of the market right now. You can mm-hmm. have a put for the market. And this is insurance mm-hmm. that you can sell at the current price. So let's say that you got a put insurance that you can sell at the at the current price. You got it for six months. And you take, a, you know, six months later, you take a look and you say, hey, guess what? The market is down. Well, now you get to sell at the price it was when you made the the deal. Okay. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. You didn't have to know whether the market was going up or down. You simply had to understand that there are tools out there that will insure your money in the markets. Okay. And that's kind of the point, all right? Um, With the calls, you don't have to pick out the bottom. Yeah. If it goes down and then starts going sideways for a period of time, maybe even a little bit up, hey, that might be the bottom. All you have to do is buy a call for it wait and see if it was actually the bottom. Mm-hmm. Then get back in. You, you know, these are tools that, that uh, traders would use. And if investors understood them and wanted to play the long game with them, that, that would be a much better play. Okay? Yeah. So now, where would you go to learn how to use all of these things? Well, I'm going to say online trading academy or trading exactly the trading right. academy. And the reason why is because like, yeah, I love it. A- and like yesterday, I, I like a student support thing on uh, online where like all these students could join in and they could watch this instructor uh-huh. talk. And we were playing like this, this game where it was like, hey, find all the where to get in and get out in the markets. And I did really well. And I was really happy with where I was like, where we were playing this game. It's kind of like a tutoring session and stuff because uh-huh. I wanted to make sure my skills were still there. And I was seeing where you get in and out. And um, I did all right. <laughs> there was one well, time where good. I was like, I don't necessarily agree with this person. This instructor, just one part. And then right. at the end. But anyway, so like I really, I don't know. There's a lot of student support here. There's also a lot of classes and instructor interaction with the students. And so I just, I really like it. And if you're just like, hey, I want to take in-person classes, we do that. If you were like, I just want to take online classes, we do that. Yeah, well, and so, you know, the name of the company is online trading academy right 
official name, right? Yeah. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that we train people online necessarily. Yeah. That means the trading is done online. We teach people both in person and online. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we've got classes both in person and online. Mm-hmm. One of the best classes to go to is a free class. Yes. You know, it's a free three-hour trading and investing workshop. Mm-hmm. It's got great material, great, uh, you know, you, you get to see how the market works. You get to see different uh, trading styles and investing styles. Um, you get to do the numbers and and kind of challenge what you already know. And, well, if you're here in person, challenge what I know. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, if you're in the Phoenix area, please drop by and visit us in one of our three-hour trading and investing classes. If you're not, well, then go online and find an online class because it's still good material. Yeah. It's still good learning. And if you want to do better in your trading and investing, well, give it a shot. Give all of the knowledge you can a shot, right? Right. I think that's how it should go. Definitely. All right. Well, to get into one of those <laughs> classes, you would go to our website, which is www.tradingacademy.com. That's www.tradingacademy.com. Check out uh, the site, but also um, you'll find that you can register for one of the classes. Again, if you're in the Phoenix area, come in and just tell me that you uh, heard us on the podcast. I'll be delighted. I love hearing it. People actually listen to us. Yeah. There are a few. I know. Anyway, um, so hope to see you in class. Um, and if not, then we hope to see you online or, or uh, you know, have you listening to this podcast next week. <laughs>